another episode of My Bag is My Best Friend. We are your hosts, Hernando and Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. How's, how are you? So uh, last time we left off on Remicade, so uh, let's pick up right where we left off. So last time you w- went over Remicade and what that process was like and some of the doctors we were visiting, but uh, Remicade was not the final answer. So let's start there. Tell us about why, what happened with Remicade and what was the next step? Absolutely. Just recapping, I had undergone a colonoscopy um, here locally in Palm Beach County with my new doctor at that point, Dr. Silverstein. Um, So my healthcare team comprised of her as well as the head of gastroenterology um, at the University of Miami, Dr. Abreu, who um, used to actually teach Dr. Silverstein. So it was a fantastic um, sort of partnership in my healthcare team. Um, So I had just completed a colonoscopy uh, there were, had been no improvement from the Remicade. I'm sorry, from the Humera. Uh, so the decision was made to move to Remicade. Um, the insides looked so bad that my doctor at that point decided to also begin rounds of prednisone, which was unfortunate for me. Um, I had vowed to, you know, stay away from that as, as much as I could. But at the end of the day, I knew it would provide immediate relief and that it did. Um, so just fast forwarding, as we discussed in the last podcast, um, I tried Remicade several rounds of it, um, a monthly dose, the highest dose of 10 milligrams per kilogram um, on a monthly basis rather than the typical once every two months. Um, and unfortunately, over the course of several months, six or so, um, this did not did not provide, you know, the, the long lasting improvement that I would need to achieve remission. Um, so I, I had been really hopeful for Remicade. You know, first off, it's it's probably the most well-known of the biologics. It's been around the longest and has um, strong efficacy. Um, you know, that being said, unfortunately, I did not fall into the 40% that achieve remission. And I felt very bleak at that point, I should say. So feeling as bleak as I did, um, I recall taking the opportunity to head down to the University of Miami, um, you know, in partnership with Dr. Silverstein. She also recommended that I visit Dr. Abreu to really discuss next steps. So, you know, we could all come together and really map out next steps in the game plan. I had discussed in the last podcast how important it was for me to feel in control of something that was uncontrollable, to say the least, due to the fact that now um, this third biologic had failed, starting with Intivio, moving to Humera, failing that, moving forward to Remicade, feeling hopeful once again, failing that, with 40 to 60 milligrams of prednisone that I could not wane down more than to, say, 15, 20 milligrams. I remember being stuck at that 15 in particular for months. Um, And I was at a crossroads. What to do next? There was only one more option in terms of biologic, and that was Stellara. 
other options were not safe if we did decide to move forward with a pregnancy. So there was one option left, but I had also started giving more consideration to the surgery, a total colectomy resulting in an ileostomy, which would essentially cure me being that the disease was localized in the colon and only the colon. I knew I had that option. Yeah, so it's interesting because you were starting to think about the ostomy, and yet I I wasn't ready for that. I was still thinking that, one, I was optimistic that the next medicine, that would be the one, or thinking that, well, maybe we could then start looking at uh, some of the research that University of Miami was doing. So even at that point, I was still hopeful and looking for all their alternatives, but um, I could see that you were starting to think about the surgery as a potential uh, lifesaver. I remember very vividly, we were up in Syracuse. We had sort of done a road trip heading up to New York, and that was, again, a really rough time for me with urgencies and, you know, having to go to the bathroom on the side of the road, accidents. Granted, I am, I'm, you know, putting myself at risk by, by taking these trips, these long trips in the car. But, you know, I don't want to give up on, on these opportunities and this fun. So we ended up going up to Syracuse actually for a couple weeks. It was the early fall time frame. I was failing Remicade. I was needing to make a decision as to what was next um, whether it, it was the Stellara, whether it was really, you know, starting to consider the total colectomy or these potential medical trials at the University of Miami. And I remember we were sitting at my aunt's pool. Um, somehow the majority of the family was in town. It was, it was wonderful. And my cousin, Miles, the gastroenterologist, really, who had taken care of me, um, through the majority of this disease in the past decade as, as he went through school and, and you know, graduated and, and completed a fellowship in gastroenterology, you know, an expert in ulcerative colitis. He looked at me amid the pain in my eyes and in my face and just he could tell how bleak I felt. And he looked at me and said, when is enough going to be enough, Lindsay? And really encouraged me to think about the surgery. And I think at that moment, it was sort of the epiphany that I I needed to have. But I don't think you were in the same place as me. No, I definitely was not. I was uh, actually a little bit angry about that because I felt like that was a giving up on the other potential options. But here we are um, several months later and, you know, it was one of the best decisions that you've made. Yeah. So I remember on that road trip home, um, it was the September timeframe, knowing, you know, I would have this appointment at the University of Miami, sort of regroup with Dr. Abreu, discuss what's next ultimately. Is it the Stellara? Do we give one last shot to the last biologic medical trials? Or, you know, do we really start to think about this surgery uh, which would create complete permanence when it comes to the full removal of my colon and, you know, the attachment of a bag and an ostomy. Um, 
So on this on this ride, I remember doing hours and hours of research on my phone and almost sort of hiding it from you because I, I knew you and I were not in the same place. Um, so I think that that was sort of challenging for us both and something that would ultimately sort of haunt our marriage over the course of the next six months, um, which, of course, we'll get to. Is there anything you want to add before I sort of move forward on, on that meeting in Miami? No, I think, like you mentioned, we were in in different places um part of it was i hadn't done the research and, and and that's you know looking forward one of the reasons we have started this podcast is because providing that information can just really enlighten someone can give them a different perspective i think if i had done this level of research and the knowledge that i have now back then i think i would have been at an easier place uh to come to the same conclusion that you were coming to and you know it's easy from my perspective because I'm not the one feeling the pain I'm not the one not being able to sleep and having the accidents the urgencies uh, so it was also looking at it from a different very different perspective but um, I'm glad that you pushed through you got all the research and that uh, we had a very strong medical team behind us to kind of help us through those um hard times and we'll go over it more um we're planning on having a couple of episodes where we'll both talk individually about some of the fears that we had because this surgery was not an easy decision um so we'll talk more about that in a future episode. So we arrived home from our road trip. Um, I knew based on my conversations with Dr. Silverstein that we would stop the Remicade. It had ultimately failed and, and we were at a point where, and I say we, and I love saying we because I really have a team behind me when I when I found this great medical care team, plus my husband, plus my family and um my cousin, the gastroenterologist. So um, I ended up going to Miami with Hernando. We met with Dr. Abreu, um, the head of gastroenterology there that had just been such a game changer for me in relation to, you know, my prior doctors who just ultimately failed me and failed the medical system, if I could be so bold. Um, and she also made an appointment for me to meet with the surgeon that essentially she recommends most. Um, so I had no intent, or let's say I had little intent at this point, that I would be saying, yes, sign me up for a total colectomy. Let's remove, you know, four feet of my colon. Um, but I also was very eager to meet with him. Um, I was eager. Hernando was very trepidatious to the point of annoyance or anger, I would say, because um, he was not ready for this. Um, but Dr. Palavoy, the surgeon, the colorectal surgeon, um, he was the first meeting. And so I, I really want to dive into this. And if you could see my face, you could see that I have a, a big smile on it because um, he's been such a tremendous part of my life. Um, excuse me. So I spent about 75 minutes with Dr. Palavoy. Um, the first thing I did was essentially, you know, introduce myself, et cetera, and I showed him my pictures. You know, I, I brought my big binder um, that I have kept through the years, and right at the top is the last colonoscopy I had done, which was, you know, a few months ago in the summer, ultimately, um, when I was failing the Remicade. And he looked at me and said, you're going to have to remove your colon. 
whether it's now or whether it's later, after you try more medicines, you're going to be back, Lindsay, if you decide to not make the decision right now. And I had shared with him, ultimately, I had, you know, one last biologic that I could try, Stellara, and there was something inside me that thought that this was the route to go. And maybe it was Hernando in my ear telling me, we have nothing to lose by trying one more medication. So I spent about 75 minutes with him. Um, Like Dr. Abreu, like Dr. Silverstein, I adored who he was. Um, Incredibly intelligent, steady, precise, deliberate in how he articulated the work that he does and the series of, of one, two, and potentially three surgeries from ostomy to rectum removal to completion of a J pouch, which lots to talk about down the road. Um, he was really young also. Um, it, it wasn't something that I was expecting. I was ultimately thinking in my head, you know, I want someone with 20, 30 years of experience in sort of this department when I'm removing a major organ. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I really trusted him and I was really impressed by him and we were certainly on the same page. So I will tell you, I left that consultation with Dr. Palavoy unsure and almost feeling like, let's go. You know, I have failed for biologics at this point. There's one left. What are the chances? Do I really want to delay my health, my happiness, my improvement when I've had this disease for nearly a decade at this point? Um, so, you know, I left feeling very positive, but probably more questions than I had at the start. So from there, I sort of headed across the street to Dr. Abreu for the second part of my appointment. And, you know, this was also very game-changing for me. And one thing I failed to mention was we were in the midst of COVID right now. So you couldn't come with me, right, to these appointments. No, that's right. Actually, um, I remember that I was in the parking lot and we did a, like a web. A Google Hangout. Yeah, because I couldn't be in the room with you. So I, I know I missed a lot of details that uh, I think had I been in the room, I probably would have gotten different information. I would have been able to be more comfortable asking the questions. Also, the reception wasn't that great. So I think I was missing <laughs> every other uh, word. But. Yeah. No. So when I was waiting for Dr. Abreu as the second part of my, my two appointments, I remember calling Miles, my cousin, the gastroenterologist, um, kind of reviewing that with him, um, him advising me of next steps and just being completely aligned with where I was. Um, and then Dr. Abreu came in the room and long story short, I, I, I went to her with two questions and depending on her response, responses, these would ultimately guide my decision. I, I trust her, world renowned, head of gastroenterology and someone who hadn't let me down in the year I had been with her. I asked her two questions. Number one, in terms of percentage, you know, what is the likelihood of this working? This being, you know, giving a final shot to biologics with Stellara. And in terms of percentage specifically, would it be able to wane me off prednisone completely and hopefully forever? And would I be able to achieve emission? I didn't even have a percentage in mind of what I was looking to hear, but it needed to be enough, put it that way. And then my second question was, you know, 
take baby, take pregnancy off the table, if she were me, what would she do? Would she give it another how many months before considering surgery, before making the decision for surgery? That was an important question because it, it, it really kind of put it into perspective of what what's the best decision to make here uh, in, in any case. And as I think I, and you were about to get to it, the answers that she gave you, but every, and I think we talked about this before, every biologic that we took or that you took, the efficiency went down and down. So this could have been maybe a, a good solution from the get-go, but now that this was going to be your fourth, uh, the, the percentages were much lower. And actually, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so the percentage she put it out was 30%. 30% chance that this could work, which trumped my, Trump Miles is. Miles thought it would be about 20%. So, you know, I have one gastroenterologist putting it at 20, another at 30. I felt pretty good about that. But I think even more importantly, she answered yes. If it was her and she had suffered for 10 years, another few months, she would definitely consider that. She would definitely take that that route in trying the last and final biologic, but ultimately knowing the next step would be surgery. We talked a little bit about medical trials. Um, I just, I really wasn't into that because that was just a complete unknown. And after 10 years, plus knowing, okay, I'm going to give one last shot to this final biologic. I was done after that. I was absolutely done with being sick and also being at the mercy of medicine that could stop working any day i was done and with that we'll conclude today's episode on our next episode we'll go into stellara some of the challenges that we had with the insurance uh, obtaining the medicine trying to get uh, higher dosages of the medicine and ultimately what was the next decision which was going forth with an ostomy until then my bag is my best friend.